Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. And welcome to episode 26 of Grown Up Kids. This episode is sponsored by Rowan Mellor. Mellor? Thank you, Rowan, Thank for supporting you. us. <laughs> You're amazing. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we're being joined again by our good friend Kayla. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't just do this before we hit record. <laughs> yeah. Well, today we are going to be discussing The Vanishing Prairie, which is the second True Life Adventure film. Uh, so, I guess that means it's time for the 30-second Disney Dash. Yeah, we all know each other here. All our listeners know all of us, so let's no jump Disney right profile. in. Nope. Who's going first? I'll go. <laughs> Kayla was going to do nose goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You ready? Yes. Set. Mm-hmm. Go. First, we learn where the prairie actually is, and it is in the middle of the United States. And then we hear about all the different like parts of the land. We see all the different animals. We've got buffalo, um, deer, rattlesnakes, prairie dogs, owls, cranes, all kinds of fun things. And then there's snow, and then there's rain. And then that's the end. You gave me the look, and I was like, I need to finish. You're at 25, so you were getting close. And then there was, like, weather, and then it was over. I mean, that's kind of all that happens. Oh, God. Kayla, would you like to go next or last? I'll go next. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. Um, It's a documentary-style reimagining of the... Prairie, the North American prairie, during uh, I guess whenever there were like millions of buffalo and bison still roaming, and it features all kinds of prairie animals and the different climates that they encounter while they are living on the prairie. Twenty. Oh, nice. Twenty. Mine is like a running commentary as I was watching That's the movie, fine. <laughs> so it might be a little jumbled, but I'll do my best. All right, one. Get that away from me because I'm going to see it. It makes me nervous. Three. (laughs) Pray for days, pray for weeks. So many birds, even dancing birds, on the water with crazy red eyes. Then we see the buffalo and the birth of a buffalo bambi. Bighorn sheep can climb better than I can ever hope to. Mountain lions are the cutest thing ever. Prairie dogs really know how to use their head. Um, There's owls who burrow. Did I say that mountain lions were cute? Excuse me. Ferrets. Wait, no. Coyotes. Hufflepuff shout out to the badgers. Battle between coyote and the prairie dog. Buffaloes are fierce fighters who stick out their tongues quite menacingly. And we end with a bit of a wet ending. 29 seconds. Woo! That's wow. the closest I I'm may have ever I'm actually really glad that I looked back down because I kind of stopped paying attention because I figured you were going to make it. Because <laughs> I was just doing such a wonderful job of keeping your attention with my yeah. Disney dash. Yeah. All I right. like how all over the place that was. It was. Really it, was. Good. it was really good. <laughs> you named, actually, I cannot believe that I forgot to mention mountain lions. That was like my favorite part. Yeah. The kittens and are the, so cute. the coyotes. Yeah. All right. So yeah. the history is pretty slim on this. Uh, it's the second true life adventure film. It was filmed or it was released in 1954. Um It won the Academy Award for Documentary Feature in 1954, and it also won the BAFTA for Best Documentary. 
Um, and the National Board of Reviews named it one of the top ten films of the year. So, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't know if Walt was going for awards when he made these. I mean, he probably is, as a filmmaker, you're probably always striving for that ultimate whatever, you know? Probably. But, um, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he was probably looking more for awards from, say, what did we just watch? Um, you know, Sword in the Rose and oh. Robin Hood and all that. And yet he gets Rob it for this. Roy, the Rob Highland Roy, the Highland Rose. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, those didn't do very well, though. But then, I don't know, I think these are just done very well. I'm a fan of the true life adventure movies. I am too. Yeah, I love them. Um, I mean, it's animals, you can't... Yeah, right? Cute. Yeah. I love, like, the commentary over the animals is just, like... And the music. I mean, first of all, like, it keeps you interested, you know? Like, if you're watching just a regular documentary film about these animals, you'd probably be falling asleep. But because he, like... <laughs> Like, they talk about the prairie dogs like they are people, and... It's like Meerkat Manor almost, but over, like, yeah. all these different animals. And it's like, you know, they're talking about the bison, and she gives birth to the baby, and he's, like, commentating for her about... I don't know about... And, like, commentating for the baby, I mean. Like, whenever he's trying to figure out how to nurse, and... Yeah. He's, like, going from bison to bison, and finally he comes back to his mom... I don't know. It's just, it keeps you interested. It's just a very, like we said during the, the um, Living Desert one, it's a very Disney way to do a documentary film, and I think that it's perfect. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite bit of commentary was, like, with the duck that, the dad that, like, got out of the nest and it still had the <laughs> one egg. I was like, yes. this darn husband. Yes. <laughs> That yeah. was awesome. And the mom was, like, freaking out for a second, like, where'd it go, where'd it go? And then she finds it. I love how, like, much, I mean, we've talked about this before, music is so important with movies. Mm -hmm. And it, the way they convey it in this is just, it's perfect. It keeps my attention even more than the narration. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's just, like, up and down and, like, whatever it the It goes with the movements like, yeah. of the animals, like you were saying with the, what, like, the deer, right? Was it the deer? How, like, the music started, and then, like, it looked a certain way, and the music stopped, and then it, like, yeah. went back. <laughs> he stopped chewing. Yeah. And he started chewing again, and the music went back. Yeah. Yes. It's really cool. He keeps my attention the whole way through. Yep. And I laughed the entire time, too. But that's just because I find animals really amusing, so. Well, they're also very clumsy. Like, yes. there's so many clumsy animals in this one. Yeah. Especially, like, when you see a wild animal. Like, I mean, I laugh at my cat when he, like, misses a step or something. But, like, you see a wild animal, like, you know, a cougar oh who's, God, like, fierce and intense. And then, and like, they screw off up. the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just like, well, I, didn't, I didn't do that. I'm Nobody cool. saw that happen, right? <laughs> All right. Fun facts. So a lot of these are, like, prefaced by, like, according to press materials or modern sources say. But, you know, trying to keep it all properly credited here. So, so according to press materials... The field photography for The Vanishing Prairie was accumulated over two years, in addition to many more months spent on editing and narration. So, a lot of work went into this. Yeah, because you see, like, all the seasons, you mm -hmm. know? So It's almost like a throwback to when Walt was, like, having... I don't remember who it was, but he sent that person to, like, go photograph the forest in all seasons for Bambi. Yeah. It's like that, but even more intense, because you're, like, capturing the wildlife there as yep. well. So, press materials also add that one of the photographers, 
got close to the buffaloes by covering himself and his camera under a buffalo pelt and creeping among the animals, <laughs> which is kind of really clever. Um, so marketing materials also state that all animals in the film are photographed in their natural habitat, but the, the whole, like, prairie dog scene. I wondered how they did that. Yeah, they actually created, like, a cross-section that had, like, a plate of glass so you could kind of see it kind of when you go to the zoo and you see like right. ant farms or like the Cleveland Zoo has I think naked oh, mole actually that might be Animal Kingdom oh yeah you're so right <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland <laughs> Zoo is just as good as the Animal Kingdom no but I think that the Cleveland Zoo does have naked mole rats I don't know I could be making that up if any Clevelanders know sh- let us know <laughs> but yeah like the naked mole rat exhibits that that they have at Someone Disney has. I think it, I know Disney has it as well, but uh, you can like see them roaming through the tunnels. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. It's a perspective that you would never be able to see, yeah, unless you're straight on level with their little tunnels. So, or like little kid ant farms and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So other locations that were like included with this were the Colorado Rockies, Colorado, Colorado Rockies. Whoa. <laughs> Colorado. Uh, you like made it one word. I don't know. My brain just decided not to read that right. Um, Washington State, as well as various national park refuges. Refuges? Sure. And in the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Preserves. Which those are all credited in the beginning, too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people helped out with this film. So as with the previous True Life films... The Vanishing Prairie was edited so that the footage would have more of a narration to it, like we were talking. Um, so they actually talk, they they refer to that as informative entertainment. So now we have, like, a name for this. I like um, it. A lot of critics were saying that it's not necessary, but I don't know. Forget them. Like, so for example, this, like, um, informative entertainment would be, like, the square dancing scorpions. <laughs> or the tarantulas doing the tango from the living desert. Um, but I want to thank the Walt Disney Family Museum for this. This is a quote from their website. It's important to realize that for Walt, the films were not meant to be dry scientific documents. As with all of Walt's work, they were designed for the enjoyment of a mass family audience, an audience that was not yet prepared to accept this type of material about protecting animals and the environment without a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. I like it. I love it because this was an hour and a half of scientific facts but I was laughing the whole time. I was retaining information. I, like, know weird things about animals now. Actually, like, as we were doing it, too, I would look up because they would say that, like, a lot of these animals were vanishing. So I was I was looking up, like, the, the whooping crane. Mm-hmm. It was supposedly, mm-hmm. like, they only had dozens left. It, they, and in 2015, um, there are over 600 whooping cranes in America. And only 120 of those were, like, in captivity. Most of them were wild. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's And, like, they said the black-footed ferret was endangered. And it's not gone. It's But it's still endangered. But, like, it hasn't gone extinct. Um, There was another one that I looked up. Oh, the, uh... Oh, shoot. That one that's related to the giraffe and Okapi. Oh, the pronghorn? The the pronghorn. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That one is not extinct either. It is endangered, but growing. Same with the That's ferret. So cool. It says endangered, but growing. It's cool to like see this film from 1950 something. 
Yeah. And you can check stats now and, like, see that, you know, we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. We screw things up as human beings, but mm-hmm. we can fix it. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, more than 120,000 feet of 16 millimeter film was edited down to 30,000 feet and then transferred to 35 millimeter film to create the final product, which I guess is a lot of, a very common with these true life adventure films. So, they'll film a lot and not actually use even close to all of it. So. I thought of this when I saw it. This has to do with the birth. The oh, okay. Buffalo birth, mm-hmm. right? So, according to the Daily Variety article, the Vanishing Prairie caused a brief commotion when New York censors insisted that the sequence featuring that birth, sh- birth should be eliminated. So people were throwing, like, this big stink about it. There was, like, an avalanche of protests from religious, social, and civic groups, which caused the New York censorship board to reconsider its decision. Um... So, eventually, they reversed their decision and were like, no, we can keep it in there. Um, and when, but when the film was shown that year in this classroom in Indiana, there was a dad who, like, took his 14-year-old daughter out of the class in protest, and it was a big deal. I think it it's kind no of important to, to, like, <laughs> get over yourself, dudes. Sir, wasn't your daughter She's born? She's Come on. Even then, like... Why wouldn't, if my small child saw something being born, I'd be like, isn't that beautiful? That's the circle of life. How cool. You know, instead of being like, oh, don't look. Some people are idiots. Yeah. I don't know. Especially because this wasn't graphic. There wasn't blood. Nothing. Straight I up. was actually saying, on like, as we were watching this scene, I was like, why is it that, like, animal births, they, it, like, just seems so easy? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it just happens. Like, it's just, just comes it's out. just there. So, like, seems so calm. Yeah. Like, they're not screaming in pain. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> no epidurals. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. What it was you... literally, like, 20 seconds. Not even. Yeah, it was, I like... mean, I'm sure it lasts longer than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... but I'm, yeah, but I'm like saying, scene, like, for the like, scene, to... for them to, like, yeah. take it out. Yeah. So, at the time, Walt said, quote, The birth scene would never have appeared on screen if I believed it might offend an audience. It would be a shame if the New York children had to believe the stork brings buffaloes, too. <laughs> so I'm just saying he reinforced the whole stork thing with Dumbo. But that was before. <laughs> He's like, all right, and it's really cute, so. It's true. And um, Sterling Holloway. Mm-hmm. He's the stork, right? Yeah. Um, so eventually the board did reverse its decision because the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, actually lodged a complaint on Walt's behalf. So he had people backing him. That's Not cool. everyone's an idiot. <laughs> um, so the Disney broadcast this footage of the making of The Vanishing Prairie on its Disneyland television program on November 10th, 1954. The film did win an Academy Award for Best Documentary, like Meg said, and it was re-released in 1968. Um, the Christian Herald selected The Living Desert and The Vanishing Prairie, two films that did not have an overtly religious theme, to honor because of their adherence to Christian concepts, the hand of the creator in nature. So, apparently they appreciated maybe even the birth scene. Yeah, that's kind of funny that someone would be, like, so against it when there's, like, all those Christian organizations that are, like, endorsing it. Right. Yeah. I feel Hmm. like a lot of Walt's films have, like, 
people loved it or they hated it, whether it's yeah. critics or just like, you know, including the, the me. <laughs> Sometimes I don't love them. <laughs> Not all of them are perfect, and that's okay. Yeah. So, lastly, in 1971, Buena Vista reissued this film theatrically on a double bill with The Living Desert, which is kind of cool. It'd be cool to see these two. Like, back to back? Yeah, in the theater. Mm-hmm. I would go. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Um. So, do we want to talk about... Our favorite parts. Yeah, Kayla, do you want to go first? Because we haven't heard from you a lot. Yeah, I've been yeah, talking a sure. lot. Give me a break. I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> fine. Well, we've just been doing our fun facts. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is probably the owls. Just because, you know, I love owls. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. And the birds in the beginning are funny, too. When they're trying to land on the frozen lake. And they just, like, <laughs> go skating. Yeah. That part's always hilarious Katie was super laughing at that part. <laughs> it's a great opening to the movie. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, like whenever the owls, like uh, the mom owl shows up and they're like fighting over who gets the burrow that like, they <laughs> yeah. burrowed out. Yes. God, that thing they do when they like puff themselves up with their wings. They're so funny. <laughs> they're so funny. Like, look at me. I'm so bad, eh? Right. It's like, really, you just look cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're so cute when you're angry. Right. <laughs> it's like cats when they turn into like a giant cotton ball. Right. Uh, my favorite scene, I thought it was going to be when the little baby buffalo was trying to walk and was tumbling all over. And then I thought it was going to be when the pronghorn was chewing and then the music stopped and then it picked up again. But it actually ended up being the coyote and the prairie dog battle because that little prairie dog, oh my God, stood the coyote its ground. Battle, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you are a hundred times bigger than me, but you're messing with me and I don't like it. So bring it on. He Let's was- go awesome i know and he got away like this little teeny tiny prairie dog just not backing down from a coyote was hilarious it was amazing what was your favorite part (sighs) um cougars i'm sorry the mountain lions it's the same thing panthers cougars mountain lions i liked that part because the kittens are really cute i can't believe that they let them go on their own when they're still so little that was kind of surprising. Yeah, um, they still have so much growing to do, even though they yeah, lost like their spots. I mean, they didn't have their spots, but they were still pretty small. Uh, and then I really, I also really liked the prairie dog scene with the coyote. That was pretty awesome. Um, and the birth scene with the just like that whole part, not just the birth scene, but like the baby bison being born, and then like the com, like I said, the commentary over like him nursing for the first time. Buffalo. Buffalo. But isn't that the same thing? Bison. I have no buffalo? idea. I don't, I'm I thought they called them bison in the movie. Yeah. Oh. I don't okay. remember. Sorry. I mean, I think it's a, I don't know. Is there a difference? I, I think don't know. that they're like the same thing. Is it like a groundhog and a gopher? Maybe. I, I did like how the prairie dogs have to use their head to like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> compact the sand. Like, you know, beavers pretty much do the same thing whenever they build dams, but they get a tail. And like fairy yeah. dogs, they get nothing. They, they just, just get do their, their head. head. <laughs> when that other, um, when the pocket gopher kind of like busted into their area, and it kept like falling on that prairie dog, and he was like, "Well, back to work," and he just like starts butting against the, the <laughs> yeah. mud, like, "All right, I gotta do this." <laughs> yeah. 
Did what we about... say least favorite or no? no. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, my least favorite was probably when the mountain lion was near like the baby deer. I was like, <gasps> oh no. no, this is so uncomfortable. I, I know. <laughs> but it didn't get it. I know. But the, yeah, that little baby was, like, was so no. cute. It was like the teeniest little fawn that I've ever seen. I love. I think we may have talked about this on the podcast before, but we have two fawns that are living in the woods by our house right now. Mm-hmm. So we've literally watched them from when they were that small to like now where they're, I mean, they still have their spots, but they're much taller. Um, so I always love the way they walked because they walk like they're on toothpicks because oh they God. totally <laughs> just don't understand their legs. And that's how this one was. And I was like, oh, I miss our little deer. I know. It was so cute. Yeah. Have you named your deer? We, we tried, can't. but I we just, nothing stuck. I wanted to name them Bing Bong. But then, like, okay. calling them Separately. Bing and Bong by itself is kind of weird. So I was like, well, we can't do that. We Even... tried Jack and Gus. Yeah, but it just didn't okay. fit. I don't know. So now they're just the babies. Yeah, they're the babies and the mama. We're taking Aww. name submissions. <laughs> oh, I guess my least favorite. I didn't really like that scene with the rattlesnake and the coyote because I was like, why are you I, messing with it? Stop. I know. I was like, it's going to bite you. And then it didn't even eat it. It was just like, I had a tough day. I had to kill something. I'm done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, least favorite. I didn't like watching all of the, uh, the, shoot. Like, the rams hit their heads together. Oh, it was so cool. I mean, it was cool, but, like, I just feel like they're hurting themselves. They gotta show who's manliest. It was sad. I mean, but they're they're built that way. They've got six skulls. They're meant to do that. I like it's how just they're... like, what if that's how people took care of their problems? <laughs> like, Come here, I'm gonna bash your head in. <laughs> if you can stand after I do this, then I guess maybe you win. <laughs> I liked how they would like they wouldn't do a running start, but they would do like the slow motion back leg thing and then crash. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see my movements right now, but... She did it very well. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Do you have anything for, um... What we took away from it? No. This little thing I put in. Oh, our new section? Yeah. A day in the life of Walt. We wanted to do this new little section. Um, so yeah, I was kind of trying to look some stuff up, and I thought that it would just be cool to, like tell everybody if there's other things that are going on in, like, the company history or, like, Walt's personal life at this time when this movie is coming out. I like it. So, this movie came out specifically August 16th of 1954. So... Isn't that today? Oh, my God, is it? I think it is. Oh, it's the 17th. Oh, Oh, wait, no, today is the 17th. Oh, wait, that was really dumb. It came out yesterday. (laughs) Okay. It came out yesterday. Brain wide. But this is coming out next week, so sorry. That's not going to make sense to the people who are listening. But we're (laughs) recording it a day after its anniversary. Um, So on August 13th, the shorts Grin and Barrett and Little Toot were released. Little Toot. And I, uh, I feel like didn't Little Toot like win an award or something? I think it did. Let me... I have... So cute. No, I thought that it did. Well, okay. Um, And then August 17th, Willie the Operatic Whale came out, the short. 
That short is so sad. I don't even want to think about it. It's weird. Is it like a re-release of the ones that were in like the Melody Time and stuff? Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then this is kind of close. October 27th, Disneyland premieres on ABC. Oh, okay. Those shows were cool. Yeah. It says it was released under various titles and on various networks, um, but the show ran regularly until 2005. Whoa, I didn't know that. And still airs sporadically today. I did not know that. I didn't know that it ran that long. No. Yeah, that's crazy. Again, 2005 feels like, you know, five years Yesterday. ago to me, but <laughs> yeah. more like 13. Oh, that hurts. Showing, showing my age, guys. And we, <laughs> we missed this one. So, and actually, I think that Rob Roy was the last episode, and that movie was released in February. So, technically, between February and now, Walt's daughter got married, Diane, on May 9th of 1954, to future Disney CEO Ron Miller. That guy was a smart cookie. Mm -hmm. Marrying into that Disney family. (laughs) Truth. He's a former professional football player. I don't know. Maybe people knew that. Sorry. He's, I didn't know he's that. 85. Crazy. So, yeah, that was our uh, day in the life of Walt. We need a little jingle for that, too. Yeah. Hopefully I put one in and remembered. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Does anyone have anything else to add before I move on to our Disney memory? No. I liked it. Overall, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I yeah. really liked it a lot. I laugh easy at things, but I don't know. I don't know. You make animals to funny music, like those those red-eyed birds dancing across the water. God, she that was, was laughing so hard. It's so funny. First of all, they look funny, and then it's got like... She's like, Meg, Meg, look at the dancing birds. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching it. Oh, what did I want to point out? Oh, during some of the music during the bird parts reminded me a lot of Main Street USA music. Oh, yeah. And there was there was a lot of music during the prairie dog section that was uh, Frontierland music. Oh, yeah. 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 Meg's like, I feel like I'm back home. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm Frontierland. (laughs) And because, you know, we have to. My little Harry Potter shout out for this episode is Pronghorns prongs right he's kind of like a deer i totally so the whole it. antler thing made more sense to me than before yeah i like it so maybe james is actually a pronghorn and not just a stag maybe he too chews to music he too <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's get into our disney memory so this week comes from lizzie bozarth I don't have Meg looking, so she can't correct me. Yep. So, yes, that's what it is. So, she says, I married my best friend in July of 2017, and we finally saved enough to take a dream honeymoon in Disney World in March of 2018. It's pretty recent. Our second to last day in the parks, we were in Magic (laughs) Kingdom taking pictures. That's pretty recent. In front of the castle. (laughs) And just taking in the atmosphere. We were approached by a cast member who was just asking us questions about our visit. Where we were from, what we were celebrating, how long we had been together, etc., he told us we were adorable and asked if we could help if we could help on a top secret mission and that he needed the best smilers and waivers in all of Magic Kingdom. He was asking us to be the grand marshals in the parade that afternoon. I'm not a hugger, nor am I a crier, but I immediately threw my arms around this sweet man, Brick was his name, and sobbed out a yes. Later that afternoon, we got to ride in the special car in front of the parade and smile and wave at the crowds. I felt like I was floating. It was totally surreal. 
Not only did we get to do the coolest possible thing in Magic Kingdom, we got Grand Marshal certificates and ears with Grand Marshal embroidered on the back. A PhotoPass photographer followed us the whole route and got amazing photos of our most cherished memories. Oh, and 12 Anywhere, Anytime Fast Passes. Not Whoa. bad. We really did feel like royalty. It meant more than we could tell Brick, or anyone for that matter, to have that experience. Our first year of marriage was not easy, and we worked like dogs to save up for that trip. We still talk about being Grand Marshals almost daily because it did mean so much to us and was oh so magical. We'll never forget the kindness and magic shown to us, and we try to pay it forward at home as much as we can now. That's that so sweet. really fun. I've never been a Grand Marshal. Nope. Me either. It's on the bucket mm. list. Goals. So congrats <laughs> to you guys, and that's super sweet, and it clearly went to two people who appreciated it the right way. Yeah. I'm glad. So if you two would like to have your memory featured on grown up kids you can send us an email at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com it could be anything disney related whether it's just like a family memory or a parks memory or just something you associated with disney doesn't matter doesn't matter send it our way and we'll be sure to feature it on a future episode yep so thank you kayla oh no for problem. joining as us. always any excuse to watch this movie again? It's cute. <laughs> You'll we be back it. for the African Lion. Mm-hmm. Yes. We rented it, so we have another 70 hours to watch it as many times as we want. Yeah, we're just nice. going to put it I on I think repeat. I've got like another 24 or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> just going to be on for the For anybody that doesn't know, it's only $1.99 on Amazon Prime to rent it. Yeah. So A lot of these movies are, so you got to spare two bucks and you want to hear us butcher it. No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> Alright, so Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, so make sure you've subscribed to us so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. Mega I just started yawning. yawning. <laughs> you can find us on all of the different social media platforms. On Facebook, we're Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Grown Up Kids Pod. You can also join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grownupkidspod to support us and gain access to Extra Magic Hours episodes. Um, And if you head on over to our Facebook discussion group, I've posted a comprehensive list of all of the movies that we'll be watching along with the availability. Um, So if anybody is interested in being a guest on the show, just head on over there and you can check the availability or just email us and I can check it for you if you don't have access to Facebook. Uh, And we'll get you on an episode if there is a spot open. Mm -hmm. You can comment on that post, email us or message us on Facebook. And our email again is grownupkidspod at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. We know our own email. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ahead of next week's episode. I'm actually really excited. Same. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.